Welcome to the Inspiration Incubator. Here we rejuvenate, reconnect, reteach, and redirect. I am your host, Leona Baker. It is our hope that you leave inspired with resources and information to help you achieve and dream. Our world needs you. Let's see who is next on the Inspiration Incubator. This segment of the Inspiration Incubator is presented to you by Dr. Tamara Beckford with UR Caring Docs, a telemedicine urgent care provider to receive remote services, to meet specific needs without going into an office, please log on to her website at www.urcaringdocs.com. Remember, when you need telemedicine urgent care, contact Dr. Tamara Beckford. Beverly's Home Healthcare. Love is all that matters. Do you have a grandparent at home, a senior citizen, or perhaps just a loved one who needs additional assistance? Some may need non-medical services, such as personal care attendance, certified nursing assistance, respite care, home health aides, homemakers, companions, or housekeeping. Others may need a long run of personal care services. Well, contact Beverly's Home Health Care and get your loved one needs met today. You may contact them at 215-596-5200. That's 215-596-5200 today. Winter is currently starring on OWN Network's Ready to Love Last Resort. The one-hour series follows grown and sexy men and women looking for lasting love. But this time, they'll be quarantined together at a secluded mountain resort with no outside distractions. The new season will premiere on Friday, October 23rd at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as a part of the network's new night of unscripted fall programming. Winter Patterson is a dynamic television personality host, speaker, entrepreneur, visionary leader, and published author. After serving 14 years as an award-winning vice president for J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, she has a wealth of business and management knowledge that strengthens her ability to teach, lead, and connect with people on many different levels. A native of Grand Rapids, Michigan, Winter was raised in Houston, Texas, under a family of pastors and ministers of all levels. She obtained a Bachelor of Science in Business Psychology from Stephen F. Austin State University and a Master of Business Administration. She also studied expository preaching at Oxford University and received a Certificate of Theology from Princeton University. Her passion for convincing others that it is indeed possible to live healthy, impactful lives has catapulted her own dreams and goals to unimaginable heights. As the founder and CEO of Winter Patterson LLC and the nonprofit I Am A Pearl Incorporated, she seeks to help people heal and understand their value 
through teaching and transparency. She is the owner of Wintertime Publishing, which has published both of her books of that I Am A Pearl series. She completed a 10C book tour in 2017 in the United States and Cuba to uplift women and empower them to discuss topics such as self-love, healing, divorce, and relationships, and uplift them to live their lives to their fullest potential. As a former Miss Texas pageant winner, Winter gained first-hand insight to both the illusions and realities of natural beauty and soon learned that true beauty simply comes from within. It is through this mindset and spirit of determination that she had dedicated her life to ensuring that everyone she encounters will walk away with a better outlook on life, no matter the current circumstances. Well, welcome to the Inspiration Incubator. How are you, Winter? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. I am just so grateful that you can make it because you are just the brightest winter ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I have got, can I borrow that? Can I use that for something? You can have it. You can have it. <laughs> there was a book uh, that Sister Soldier wrote and it was the coldest winter ever, but that didn't fit your personality at all. Um, it, it just didn't. Years ago, you and I met out in the community. You were informing people about the opportunities available for their small businesses. And since then, I've seen you at some other events doing the same. But I'm just so excited because you are just doing your thing when I tell you. So after having had seen you as a host and a, an exceptional television personality, because you just have that gift. When I tell you, you are gifted in that area of just drawing people in and then the next thing i know before i turn around you're on owns network ready to love last <laughs> resort okay so can we let's start there tell us a little bit about what's going on you know for what you you can share because i know you can't share too much but just give the people an idea of what you can share as it relates to that experience and then i'll jump into a few other things you know what? Um, I actually, we just finished recording um, not long ago. I had the opportunity. I was approached um, as a, you know, black single in Houston, you know, kind of, you know, the movers and shakers of the city, I suppose. Um, I was approached with the opportunity um, and I said, you know, why not? You know, what I've been doing hasn't worked. I'm still single. So let's just try something new. Let me just jump off a cliff and see what happens. Um, and it really was an amazing experience. Um, everything Oprah does on the own network is top notch. Um, so my cast was top notch. If you guys get a chance to watch, they are a, a beautiful cast of people who are accomplished, who are actually nice people, uh, most of them. And I had a good time. I had a chance to meet some really cool people and uh, just do something I never got a chance to do. And hopefully I found love. Hey, well, you know, hopefully you found love because I, I had my eye on you and Jay. So I don't know where that's going, but I was like, mm. okay, it's a cute couple right here. You know, <laughs> I, I met him years ago. He's out doing his real estate thing. So I'm paying attention to all the different uh, personality personalities on the show. And I, you two were my, my top picks, actually. 
Okay. And, and Mr. Green, I've been watching, I've been paying attention. So can we just take a little journey back to your childhood winter? Um, tell us where your name comes from and what it was like growing up as Winter Patterson. And how did that impact some of the decisions that you made along the way? Essentially, the decision to wait until you were committed in marriage before you moved to an intimate relationship. So let's start there. Oh, very good question. So I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan in January, uh, which is, you know, people who know Grand Rapids, Michigan, you got is very, very cold. Um, so I was actually born in the winter, but for my mom, it was very important that my brother and myself were W.L. Patterson, like my dad and my grandfather. Um, so it was legacy that was included. She wanted us to be W.L. Patterson, and um, she came up with the name Winter um, because, you know, she just liked the name. It was appropriate, and I love it. You know, I, when I was growing up, I always thought it was weird, you know, because people had their jokes, but um, I love it. It's different. And so yes. how the name came about. Um, so fast forward, my parents divorced when I was about two or three years old. Um, and I um, moved to Houston with my mom when I was very young. Um, and I got a chance to see my mom um, just operating as a, a very, very strong, independent woman, making decisions and doing things on her own, um, but still with a very, very close influence on my father. My father and I are very, very close as well. Um, but I got to see a woman, you know, that stood in her own power and, you know, struggled and picked herself back up and all of those other great things. So I think that shaped me. Um, and a lot of the courage and the, the bigger decisions that I've made in life. Um, and, you know, in addition to that, I was raised in the church. My grandfather, um, who is W.L. Patterson Sr., um, actually was a mega church pastor back before we even had the term mega church, right? So my hey. grandfather had a huge church. Uh, the Patterson name was very, was synonymous with church, with family, with, you know, all the great things that come along with a great leader like him. Um, and so I was raised in church. I was raised on the wooden pew. I was raised that, you know, you did, uh, you lived a life that was pleasing to God and, and you went to church every Sunday. That was, you know, the, the basis and the foundation of who I am. And um, so when I got, when I became older, the Bible says that if you uh, train up a child in the way he should go, then he or she will not depart from it. And so that didn't depart from me. I wanted a, you know, whole, wholesome family. I wanted to do things the right way. And so when I met my husband in church, that was a deal breaker for me. Like, hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this the right way or what, you know, what I thought was the right way at that time. And, um, and that's what we did. You know, I had no regrets about waiting until my wedding night to, to you know, finally experience my husband. And, it, you know, it was, a, it was a good thing for for a second. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I know. I know how that is. That second comes and goes, honey. Right. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as a as a young lady who was also raised by my grandfather was a, a deacon and I have an uncle who was a, a pastor and um, I developed my relationship with God very, very, very strongly. I would say when I went through 
trials and tribulations in my relationship with my children's father because I am single um, and I have two sons with um, my child's sweetheart. So when you say trying to do things the right way, I, I call myself trying to do things my way and the right way. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out. But because of that spiritual foundation, there are a lot of things that I was empowered to say no to. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of protection that covered me. And so even for yourself, when you share that information, just think about all of the heartbreaks that you didn't encounter as a result of making him wait, you know, all of the Mm -hmm. disrespect or unfortunate situations that some women find themselves into as a result of just consistently being in and out of relationships. So I always tell people, you know, sex is very sticky. And so if you're, you know, out here doing everything with everybody, then you, you know, it's, it's a sticky thing. You all of a sudden develop feelings and you're stuck in these relationships that may not even be, anything worth exploring um Uh, you're right you do you dodge a lot of that when you make a decision like that yeah that that was um and you know kudos to you to be able to have that that discipline you know i shared with someone how long i had been celibate recently and they didn't believe me (laughs) (laughs) they didn't believe me but when i see beautiful women like you saying that they're single i'm not surprised i just know that some of us are just at that point where we're going to wait. We're going to enjoy our life. And when, when God brings the right person along, we're all for it. And in the meantime, we're just enjoying ourselves, handling our business. I mean, Maybe. you know, you know what our self-worth is, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, ma'am. So how did you get involved with television, um, being a host and speaking? Because as an entrepreneur, you are a visionary at heart. I mean, you are just building. So let's start and in, in go in that direction. Tell us a little bit how you, how your personality developed in some of the, the projects that you're working on. Uh, you know, I don't really remember the turn or the t- I just remember um, knowing that I, I did, you know, I could do public speaking. Um, I felt at, you know, at one point I was, you know, preaching and teaching all over the world. Um, And so I felt the the call to preach. And when I did for the first time, it came very, very naturally for me. Um, Like it just, the whole building of a sermon, the whole delivery, like a lot of those things that people learn through being taught just came very natural for me. Um, And I'm so grateful for it. You know, that just for me was evidence like this is my purpose, this is what I'm called to do. Um, And you know, with that came other opportunities. I began to see like, okay, I want to do a talk show. I want to give people, you know, inspirational content that may not necessarily be in the church because everybody doesn't go to church. Like how come we can't hear about someone's backstory or or hear someone's philosophy on life and and possibly glean inspiration from that? Um, And so that's, you know, kind of the whole thing where the, the talk show was birthed. I had a friend by the name of Ramon Harper who passed away um, exactly one year ago yesterday. Um, and he, you know, definitely saw the gift and he made a phone call to a producer here in Houston who um, met with me and said, I will fund your vision completely and fully. And so that's how I started the talk show with Miko TV. And, uh-huh. you know, the rest is history. God is just continually opening doors for me to do media and do this thing that I really love. That, that's just awesome. 
So as it relates to uh, Miko TV, now I know the wine with winter. When I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, she got her inspirational talks going on. That's aligned with what I have going on. I was excited for you, right? Mm-hmm. So with the, uh, the Hidden Pearls with Winter Patterson, that was a previous television show that you you were a host of, correct? Oh, yeah. And so it's kind of it's the same idea, getting pearls of wisdom from people. But I mm-hmm. want to give this kind of a grown and sexy vibe, you know, but I wanted to get to us grown folks after we've got off work and we, you know, like, hey, I got about a few minutes to hear something from somebody who I think might be worth listening to. So let's do it over wine. <laughs> let's do it in a grown and sexy way. Um, that would draw people in and we can either laugh, cry, or, you know, get empowered from what they're sharing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was key for me to know because of your, your nonprofit, what was it about the pearl? And if you can just take us through that step, I'm familiar with the pearl and what that symbolizes. I think sometimes I hear people refer to the diamond and the pressure and they speak to that analogy a little more. But when I hear people talk about the pearl and how it's formed and shaped and what can come forth, can you share that with the audience a little bit? Because not everybody is familiar with the pearl as much as they are with the diamond. Yeah, I, I certainly will. Um, so the pearl, um, I actually fell in love with it based on a scripture in Matthew 13, 45 and 46, where um, Jesus said, you know, he compared us to fine pearls. Um, and so I began to study the, you know, what a pearl was, how it was formed, because, you know, People that understand the Bible, whether you believe in its power or not, understand that those words were not, they all had meaning. Like if there was a symbol that was used, there was something behind it. Um, So I studied and I looked at how a pearl is formed in darkness, in discomfort, um, but it still forms this very beautiful um, pearl that emerges from nature that doesn't have to be cut, polished, or or anything. It comes just as the creator created it. Um, There are no two pearls alike. There are no two pearls that are exactly the same. Um, All of those things are just like us. Um, And some of us, you know, our development came through very, very dark places. Our development Mm. came through discomfort like a pearl. And so I'm very... um, I I use the pearl to explain how our situations, our darkness doesn't doesn't dim our shine or how beautiful that the creator made us or our value. Um, A pearl came through a lot of mess to get here, and yet it is still one of the most valuable gems on earth, um, even more rare than a diamond, actually. Come Um, on now. Come on now. Real pearls, real pearls. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, even more rare than a diamond. So um, that's, you know, where that came from. I still teach the metaphor of the pearl, not as much now. Um, I'm kind of rebranding a little bit. There was a time when pearl was everything. Um, right. Still want women to know the same thing, which is your value is not diminished based on what you've been through. Amen. Um, you know, it's a... It's a powerful concept when you see the process of a pearl and how it's developed. Um, some people may not know that there are also black pearls and mm-hmm. they're rare, you know, they're rare. Um, and what scripture came to my mind was do not cast your pearls before swine, at least they trample over them. Mm-hmm. And that consistently has stayed with me because as a woman, you have got to know 
what your worth is even when others don't so oh, yes. you don't hold yourself to a to a standard you can't expect for other people to hold you as a standard just because someone else doesn't value who you are you have to remember and acknowledge who you are consistently because of the direction that you're trying to go in life and so i appreciate what you bring to the table and, and having had taught that so as the founder and ceo of winter patterson llc and the nonprofit i am a pearl can you distinguish between the two what are some you know maybe programs and services with winter patterson llc as opposed to the nonprofit i am a pearl incorporated Okay, um, very good question. So Winter Patterson is my speaking, my intellectual properties. It is the books that I write. Um, Winter, Pat Winter Patterson is everything that I do um, that I own, my speaking engagements, my events, um, things like that. I Am a Pearl is the nonprofit side of um, Winter Patterson, if you will. Um, and that is where I'm able to, you know, raise money to help teenagers. Um, I recently had the Pearl Academy for about five years where we mentored girls from seventh through 12th grade um, and provided them with scholarships once they, once they left the program. Um, I had, uh, we had a lot of outreach to homeless shelters for women and teens where we were able to come in and teach the program of the Pearl um, to women. We did uh, drives. I did a couple of mission trips to um, Roatan, Honduras, and Cuba uh, mm -hmm. with, with the nonprofit I Am a Pearl. So the distinction is, you know, Winter Patterson is kind of me. That's me out speaking. That's my brand. That's, you know, all of the opportunities that come with that. And then you have I Am a Pearl, which is the more um, outreach, the more, um, you know, things that we're able to do in the community and help raise people's. Um, lifestyle, level of consciousness, joy, happiness, all of those other things. Wow. Sounds exciting. And it sounds like you've been really focused on just, you know, not just making an impact, but making an impact on your community as well as making sure that you're headed in, in the direction that you would like to see yourself five and 10 years down the line. And it's important for us to engage with and to surround ourselves with people and places a purpose as I have watched you grown in your own way um, you are excelling at a rate that is just beyond anything that maybe myself or anybody else expected but it's all aligned with what you're doing like you're just just such an example for young women for young ladies and um, to see you step out and take the courage that you did just to get on that show I was like wow okay Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate that, you know, because a lot of people, they, they look at it as, okay, what were you thinking? What were you trying to do? And oh, no, that was awesome, honey. That's all you. And let me tell you something. For those who don't know, okay, <laughs> when Winter came up in the spot, okay, you have to, you have to tune in. I'm not going to tell you too much about the show, but when you stepped up on the scene, you owned it. And... <laughs> What's wrong with women? Why can't women just be confident? I was just having this conversation with, um, or I, no, no, I was just listening to the tape. My bro, I have a, a, a lot of guys that I'm cool with that I grew up with. And so my bro, uh, Anthony Beverly, uh, they call him money shy. I was listening to the tape playback and I said to him, I don't want women to feel like 
they can't have men who were, you know, just friends, just friends Mm -hmm. that are millionaires or even billionaires because they're concerned with the stigma that's going to be put on them as a result of that. You know, because when women look the way you do, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people judge. Well, who's taking care of her? Or who is her boyfriend? Or who? You just said you were single, right? <laughs> if they read your bio, they don't. I mean, this woman has a certificate of theology from Princeton University. That is very impressive. Very <laughs> okay. And so, why can't women walk in their confidence? Why can't they be goal getters and want to make their money? And not have to be looked at as, well, who's taking care of her? What's she doing? Not not that we don't want somebody to help us out, you know, but we, we can walk in our own right is what I'm saying. And so when you walked in on the scene, honey, I was like, okay, you were owning it. And the brothers were happy for you to be there. So what was, <laughs> that, what was some of that feedback? People were just wondering, well, what were you doing or? Yeah, I, people were like, you know, why would you do it? What are you doing? Or, you know. And, and I don't know, I appreciate you saying, like, it took some courage for all of us to leave our, the comfort of our home and go on this TV show and just see if we could, you know, find love. Yes. Uh, it took something. And it was a really crazy experience. And I, <laughs> I'll tell you why I say that. Um, because when you're in reality world, you're filming for very, very, very long periods of time with these people who you, you know, just met and you're together all day, every day for these long periods of time, you develop bonds very quickly. Yes. Um, And I never forget, like I was talking to one of the producers and I was like, you know, me and my friends and my friends. And he was like, you know, you've only known them for four days, right? But <laughs> it's crazy because in reality world, four days is like four months. Like you really kind of develop some strong bonds with these people and your feelings do get involved. So it's, it takes a lot of courage for both the men and the women who decided to do this. It really does. And I, I just, I, I'm all there. So I'm there every week tuning in and I can't wait to see where it goes. It also gives you a reality check as it relates to the real world outside of reality TV, because it reminds you of how many women and men are single and they're just out there hoping to find love. And that's a conversation that we as individuals should be be able to have without feeling that we can't because we're going to be judged. Just because you want to be in a relationship doesn't mean there's something wrong with that. And when people ask, do you get that question a lot where people ask you, why are you single? Why are you single? Every, every interview, every time, every day, people are like, well, you attractive lady, like what's going on? <laughs> I think, um, you know, I think people don't, they take for granted that um, when you get to a certain age as a woman and you've done a few things, you have standards and I'm not a woman who's willing to just, you know, okay, I'll just accept anything. Like, no, I believe that, you know, there are good men out there. There are men who, you know, have a lot to offer. And I'm willing to, you know, wait until I find that. Um, I met some really amazing guys. Like my last, you know, couple guys that I've dated were very accomplished and very great guys, but it just wasn't the one. And so, yeah, I have to tell people all the time, like, yeah, yeah, there are good women who are single who just know their worth. They know their value and they're willing to wait until they find 
what's worthy of their time. And that was key with what you said. You said there were women who know their worth and they're willing to wait. Because for myself, since I had sons when they were younger, I have a, a, a daughter that's nine now. So that's my, she was my recent excuse to just, you know, be into myself. You know, I just, mm-hmm. once my, my, my relationship with her dad didn't work out, I just said, okay, <laughs> I'm going to just do me and take care of her. But when my sons were younger, and they're, they're both grown men. They're both grown men now. Um, when they were younger, I, I, I really didn't date a lot because it was, I always had to ask the question, okay, would this person be a good fit for a father? And then I just said, okay, I'm just going to raise them myself because I didn't really feel that in my environment, people were measuring up. So I was just like, I'm just going to just raise my sons and do my own thing. Um, Dated here and there, not too much, you know, so I could relate to one of the characters on the show when she was like, well, no, you know, I raised my daughter and I think it's difficult just, you know, just because a woman is attractive for people to realize, yes, when you have children, you can make that decision to just focus on them and focus on work and your goals and your dreams and wait until it's time for you to be in a relationship. There was something else that you said. Um, you said that there were people who you did date. They were great guys, but they just weren't for you. Mm-hmm. You see? So that's that's also key for people to realize. Have you ever gone through a situation through the, you know, dating game or in your life at this point where you felt like you met someone who may have been the one and it just for whatever reason it didn't work? I don't know if I've met the one. I had I met some like since my divorce, I probably dated maybe two or three people um just, you know, that I actually dated and liked. Um, and I don't feel like, I feel like they served their purpose. Like they were seasonal. We, you know, had a great time. We laughed. We, you know, had made some, you know, fun memories and then it was over. Um, I don't know that I met one and maybe like, I can't say, okay, we, it was him, but the timing was off. No, it just wasn't the one (laughs) it was, you know, good while it lasted. I was fully present and I enjoyed the dating experience, but it wasn't the one. And I only ask that because I had an experience where um, at my age, because I'm a lot older than you are, um, what I realized was I'm listening to different relationship shows or advice or, you know, people calling me, you know, for, for, you know, comfort when they have to deal with different things Um, because I have prayed for different people, you know. And so as I started going through the dating process, uh, process, which wasn't, you know, too often. And then when I went through a, a period of celibacy, I had a period in which someone that I did date briefly had showed up and I just had this epiphany, like, Oh my God, this, that, that was the one. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I had to, I had to take it to God, girl. I had to take it to the Lord. I would tell you, because it was, it was hard. It would having that realization because, you know, when we have those kind of realizations, it hit it hits hard for us because mm-hmm. you know, we want what we want because we wait so long to have what we want. When we want something, we want it, right? So I had to deal with all of that, and then I heard this uh, this it's this brother named Corey, and uh, he had a fiance, and he was sharing some information, and what he was saying was that you know his fiance actually was. The way for her was paved by a young, another young lady he had dated that he actually mistreated to a degree. And he realized that 
the one that he lost and he wanted her, she helped prepare him for the one God had. And so I just wanted to encourage women who are in the process of going through those difficult feelings of realizing that there's one particular person that they really, really felt a connection with. And they really realized, oh, my God, I loved him. He loved me. But for whatever reason, it didn't work. Everything happens for a reason. And so you're going to have to take all of that heat and all of that fire and all that desire that you have for the one that got away for the one that God is preparing and making a way for. So I just wanted to put that out there for people who are dating because there's so many different scenarios. There's so many different aspects of dating. And for some people, they're single. Some people, they're you know, newly divorced. Some people are just getting out in the dating game. I mean, there's so many different experiences that people go through. So I just wanted to share that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as it pertains to some of the things that you have up and coming, can you share with our guests uh, your new show, Wine with Winter, and, you know, some of the connections that you'll be making with those guests coming on the show? Yes. So Wine with Winter, um, as I mentioned before, is my new talk show. We've got kind of a grown and sexy vibe. We're going to drink wine and just have, you know, very casual conversation with um, some elements of self-love and, you know, them sharing their background story. Um, The first few episodes I'm kicking off with um, some of the castmates from Ready to Love. And uh, I'm so excited because you'll get to hear from them immediately after they leave the show. So if they it off on Friday, that Wednesday, we're going to find out what they thought about it. And um, (laughs) you would be surprised at um, some people's perception of what happened. Um, I'm not going to give it away, but the one coming out this Wednesday, um, you know, we interviewed and we talked and... I actually saw the episode after we talked and I'm like, okay, that's not how that happened, but I guess that's how you perceived it. Okay. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to be really interesting. Um, and I mean, I'm excited. I, I got a uh, nephew. Tommy will eventually be a guest on the show. He's already agreed to do it. Um, awesome. Other celebrities that I'm friends with that said, Hey, just tell me when. So it's going to be a good show. I can't wait for you guys to, to experience it. Yes, I, I can attest to it, I, you know, because it's, you know, sometimes you just wish you had all the episodes so you can just binge and be done with it, right? And just say, oh, that was good, honey. I just saw seven seasons of love. It was excellent. Now, as it relates, I'm trying to tell you, it's, it's good. As it relates to your um, your books, A Woman's Guide to Understanding Her Pain, Process, and Purpose, um, that's, you know, when you, when you hit me with the three P's, that's a whole topic right there. Oh yeah. So what, what was the initiative? What was the drive to birth this particular book? I am a pearl, a woman's okay. guide to in her pain process and purpose. Yeah. So I wrote that book in 2011. Um, or it, I'm sorry, I published it in 2011. I wrote it over a period of about two or three years. Um, And so it was God giving me this idea of how can I help women to understand their value and their worth. Um, I remember it started because I was watching a reality show and I saw these women, you know, clamoring for this man's attention. And I could see that their self-esteem was so low. And 
began to cry literally. And I was like, how come no one told them that they were beautiful? How, how come no one told them um, their value? You know, how, how come no one, you know, embedded the wisdom that, you know, God has given me in them? Um, and so that's where the book started. And so after I wrote the book, I went through my divorce, the infidelity and all those things. And I had to reteach myself those same principles because I was severely broken after that. Yes. I've been there, girl. I know. It, it yeah. breaks <laughs> And Ooh. so, yeah. And, and, you know, and it goes to show you like right now I teach the same principles, but it's more under the, um, I speak about self-love. I just want to, you know, encourage all the women to continue to love yourself give yourself grace um, and continue to, you know, feed yourself good things, surround yourself with good things. That's what self-love is. And hope you have an amazing week, year, and what, and you experience all the great things that God has in store for you. And, you know, we have to realize as women, our confidence goes through, and women and men, um, but our confidence goes through cycles and situations it's up and down and in and out and back and forth and we have to love ourselves through all of those things um so that's kind of where the that's where the pearl was born i said how can i you know god teach women about your love for them and how that their value never changes regardless of the ugly circumstance they came out of uh, and that's where i am a pearl was born oh, that's wonderful well i can really say that time with you has just been um, amazing for me because I love surrounding myself with beautiful, like-minded women who are intelligent. They understand who they are and that I can learn and grow and develop from. I'm appreciative of your gifts that you decided to accept and also work because it takes work, Winter. It yes, takes man. work. And, 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 and it's not just work for you. You can see that you're connected in your purpose. So yeah. when you're reading books that you wrote about pain process and purpose, it's not just something that you're writing. You live it. You have been living it. And yeah. so I'm just, I'm grateful to God for everything that he has placed in you to bless others. I'm excited for what he has in store for you. I know you're going to do some, continue to do some amazing things. And I will be here cheering you on helping people to get the information so that they can grow and develop and so that they can let, let their light shine, you know, yeah. because you're the shining, the, the, the brightest winter ever, you know? <laughs> well, I commend you as well, because even, you know, for you to step out and do this podcast, like that takes courage. It's something about people don't really understand. Like when you are creating something, you are literally you know, handing your baby to the world saying, I hope, you know, you, you're handing your child off and saying, you know, this is who I am. This is what I've created. I hope you love it. And that's something. So, you know, kudos to you as well for stepping out and doing all that you're doing in the community and this podcast. Thank you, Winter. I appreciate that. So Winter, let's tell everyone now you got to run through it. They got to, they have to find you on home. They have to find you on your uh, while you're hosting your show um with wine winter with wine and they have to be able to find your books they have to be able to plug into your nonprofit. so just run us through your your um instagram you know all of that good stuff so we know where to find winter patterson yes ma'am i'm easy to find everything is winter patterson w-y-n-t-e-r patterson so on Instagram, I'm at Winter Patterson, Twitter at Winter Patterson, Facebook, Winter Patterson. 
Um, my show Wine with Winter comes on YouTube on Miko TV. You can Google Wine with Winter and I will come up. Um, but you probably get the most bang for your buck following me on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, you're going to get the pictures and um, some of the lives that I'll do. Um, I also do them on Facebook as well. So I look forward to seeing you guys and interacting with you guys. I do try to talk back to people. Um, and just, you know, let's see how we can grow and figure this thing called life out together. All right. Sounds exciting. Well, thank you, Winter. I will be in touch and I'm watching. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you.